everyone, and welcome back. Welcome back to Oy Vey, episode four. We're getting into a groove. Heck yeah. This week, we're feeling all sorts of things, both good and bad. But I feel that's what happens when you record a podcast every single week, so we're just capturing it all. And we're going to tell you all about it with our first segment, which we Always are bringing back. <laughs> yeah, we know you all missed them, so <laughs> they're back. Always and Joys. I literally um, got yelled at in my house because I didn't ha- we didn't do Always and Joys last week. Yeah, we love all three of our listeners, Paige's mom, dad, and sister. <laughs> <laughs> So my oi this week is the fact that I like didn't work out at all this week. And during quarantine, I've been on like a really good exercising every day kind of grind, like not like perfect, but like pretty good. And I haven't worked out all week. And also I ate really bad all week. And that like made me feel bad. But, um, you know, I'm going to try this week, like this upcoming week to try to get back on it. And, um, yeah, I did a week without any mad fit, but now we're going to get back. I, I think she's posting a new dance video soon. If anyone wants fun workout videos, I highly recommend all the mad fit dance videos. They're so much fun. Um, yeah, I didn't do any of that this week and I ate really bad and I just sort of had to let myself go. (laughs) Now we're back on it. So it's an oi, but it's a oi heading in the right direction. Yes. We love him. How about you? Um, this week, my oi, well, it's kind of from last week, but I didn't want to, like, bring up a, like, a past thing, because, like, last week was our happy episode, but I, like, kind of transitioned into this week as well. Um, the stay-at-home order in New Jersey was lifted last week, and a lot of people are, like, starting to hang out again, like, it's normal, which it's not, which is a big pet peeve of mine, but we'll, we don't need to talk about that right now. Um, but I went to a protest last Monday, and was it last Monday? It was last week. I don't remember if it was last Monday. Um, but I saw a bunch of my friends, like, from a distance, because we were all at the protest, and I've seen a lot of my friends just, like, out and about, and, like, being near people that I love, but I'm not being able to, like, be with them, or, like, make physical contact with them like I'm a very touchy like huggy person and not being able to do that really is just messing with my head like it makes me so upset yeah Um, I I get that so I've like because of that I started journaling again oh to like check in on my mental health every day so like that's that's so good yeah let's go into your joy first my joy this week has to do with my internship. So I've been doing a few really fun things. Um, So mine's like kind of a two-parter, but um, today, or no, yesterday, um, if you you do not know, the uh, Supreme Court just ruled that there, you cannot discriminate against someone on the basis of their sexual orientation or gender identity. Um, in the workplace, which I think is long overdue, and I think it was really amazing, and I got to research it for my internship, and find information, um, and I thought it was really fun, Um, because I am such a nerd for that stuff, Um, 
and I love learning more about Supreme Court stuff. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is my role model for life. Uh, <laughs> but I also today, um, my the the team that I work with did like a trivia night kind of thing, and I answered the winning question, and I felt oh. very accomplished. So that was oh, my winning question. Uh, when did prohibition end? And I got the exact date. Is it multiple choice? No. Oh my god! Wow. I remembered that it was December 1933, but I didn't know like the day. And so they like it was. We were tied for first with this other team, and so they also got December 1933. And they were like, if you can guess the day, you win. And so they were like the 25th, and I was like. Christmas, no way. They didn't do it. They wouldn't end it on Christmas. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. <laughs> and then I was like, the fifth. So I, I texted them because this was all over, like, they had it on, like, a WebEx call. And then we were talking in, like, a little group chat. Yeah. And in our answers and everything. And I was like, it's the fifth. And so they said the fifth. And then oh we God. That's, like, last inning, bottom of the whatever, bottom of the... I don't know the reference. You don't know baseball analogy. <laughs> <laughs> but you got it. That's all the Bottom of the ninth. That's what you're looking for. Bottom of the ninth. And you got it. Yes. I'm so proud. When my dad listens to this, he's going to be so proud of me for <laughs> He's just going to be rolling his eyes at me. Bottom of the whatever. <laughs> um, but my joy this week was I started watching Hollywood on Netflix and it's so good everything I'm only like three episodes in but everything like everything about that show is so like quotable because I'm just so someone who loves like talking about like the importance of art and the value of movies and the value of storytelling and that's just like literally all that the show is like everything Darren Chris says I just want to kiss his face like I love everything that he says and um I'm so excited to see where the show goes when he, Darren Chris is like you know we we can we can make a difference with the movies we can we don't just have to show what the world is but what it could be and I'm just like I'm over here crying it's so beautiful I'm so excited it's so well done it's Ryan Murphy making up for the disaster that is Glee even though truthfully I do love Glee um a little bit of shame but not really but um <laughs> that sort of brings us into our next segment because I wanted to talk a little bit about what we think the future of Hollywood will look like in the post-corona world once everything gets back up and running with production because I read that um, Los Angeles somewhat some things started opening June 12th oh wow and um, some production like pr that was like a big like production date like maybe June 12th obviously not everything start re started reopening like production didn't start on June 12th, but I feel like the ball is gonna get rolling soon. So what do you think production will look like post-corona? Like, you know, because acting, well, there are two parts of this. Acting, first of all, as a very like intimate profession where you have to be close to other people and even big crew sets, you're, you're, it's such a large amount of people in such a small um, arena. 
And then secondly, do you think that Corona will be talked about, like, will be the plot line of future um, movies and TV shows and everything? Or if it's just sort of going to become an escapist world? So what do you think? Well, first, I just want to talk about Hollywood again for a second. I told Free to watch that oh, show. Go for it. Okay. I love that show. It made me cry a lot. Um, it's incredible. If you haven't watched it, you're obligated by listening to this podcast to watch it. If you're someone who's like into into media and into pop culture and into like everything in this world, like you'll so appreciate Hollywood. Bro, I sobbed for like a straight day. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, okay, but to answer the questions, um, I truthfully, I think that everything will be back to normal quicker than we think it will. Because I feel like with movie sets and stuff, with the exception of like extras, it's pretty easy to control that environment. Like, I feel like they'll be treating it kind of like a college campus. Like, I know a lot of school, not our school, but I know a lot of schools are like going back two weeks early and they're doing like two weeks in their dorms so that everyone- yeah, our school still hasn't announced it. It's so annoying. Yeah, it's so annoying. Um, but like, I know they're going back, like some schools are going back two weeks early and they're doing like the first two weeks online. Yeah. And then everything is kind of going back to Thanksgiving and then finishing at home. Yeah. But I think that's probably how they'll run like movie sets. Like everyone- will come and stay in the same place for 14 days just to make sure everything oh, goes Filming a movie is expensive. <laughs> well, yeah, but still, like, production sets, they, they have a budget. They try to do everything as, you know, cheaply as possible. So to hold people there for 14 days and not shoot anything, that's so expensive for not really much of a good reason. I mean, the health and safety of their cast and crew is a good reason. Well, yeah, but, like, I just feel like that's a lot of money that they're not going to want to spend it on on nothing. Perhaps. But I think that's probably how they would do it, if, they, if that's what they're doing. Cause I, I mean, then, you know, Indy's gone. <laughs> yeah, for a while. Being people quarantined for two weeks but then okay so then you're saying that 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 makes it okay then if people have to kiss or hug or whatever on tv and, and movies because they'll yeah. be quarantined for two weeks okay then I I think that I mean I I I could see that happening but also I think that's the most expensive way to do it so I feel like they'll figure out some way to get around it but I think, but like, that, CGI people, like, coming in contact with each other. Yeah, they, I feel like they might CGI in a bunch of extras. That's probably what they'll do for extras, but, like, what about, like, kissing scenes, or, like, hugging, or, like, even standing closer to each other than six feet? I don't know. Editors are about to make a lot more money. <laughs> extras, they're gonna be out of work, but editors, they're about to thrive. Um, but I feel like, so I follow General Hospital, which is super random. My grandma watches the show, and I used to watch it, and she likes talking about it sometimes. So like, I follow it for that reason. And um, I saw someone tweet about General Hospital that maybe they can focus more on 
like dinner oriented scenes where people can obviously be six feet away from each other or like hospital scenes where, you know, someone's laying in the bed and the doctor is sitting a proper amount of feet, like, like, like Grey's Anatomy style almost, or just like, like instances where people can keep a distance, but I don't know how real, like now that I think about it, I don't know how realistic that could be for like, you know, just plot lines, you can't have people apart forever. So like, I don't, I don't know. I don't see how I see it realistically happening because the quarantine thing makes sense to me, but all the way I think that's so expensive and I don't know if people are going to want to do it. So they might just say, risk your life and come. I don't know. But then the second part of that is, do you think new TV shows, <coughs> excuse me, new TV shows, new movies that come out, are they going to talk about Corona? Are they going to reference it? Or is it going to be like Corona never happened? Because I think it's going to be like Corona never happened. I was talking to my parents and I don't know what show it is, but they watch a bunch of like hospital shows. I can't get into those. But um, in one of the shows they watch, like the next episode was supposed to be about some kind of like pandemic. Oh my God, really? And then they cut it because they thought it was tone deaf. Yeah. Because of, like, things that are going on, but it, the episode was supposed to air, like, the week we went into quarantine. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah, so it was, like, really strange, and, um, I, I feel like it's not gonna be immediate, but I can totally see maybe in, like, five years them doing a big movie, like, about it. And I can see them, like, referencing, like, quarantine and TV shows as, like, the butts of jokes. But that's, like, the extent of it. Maybe. I could see, like, a big movie coming out in a few years, but I don't think that it'll really be referenced in TV shows, because I feel like when when traumatic, like, worldly events like the coronavirus happen, in the past, it's shown that, like, TV and movies, they, people go to them for escape. Yeah. And I think that's what's happened. Obviously, in the last couple of months that everyone's been in quarantine, everyone just wants to forget about it. And I feel like since we've been so p- bombarded with news about the coronavirus, no one's going to want to hear about it in their TV shows and their movies. And I think... Well, there are several examples of this, but even thinking back to, like, um, during 9-11, Friends was on the air, and Friends didn't talk about it once. It wasn't referenced at all, um, because Friends was an escape, and nobody wanted to talk about, you know, the terrible thing that had just happened. They had slightly referenced it by putting little things like, um, like, I Heart New York, on like the on like Joey would wear like an I Heart New York t-shirt or like um like little little details like that but I it was never explicitly talked about and I feel like it'll be the same I don't know what how you slightly reference coronavirus but like I just feel like no one's really gonna want to talk about it at all. I think it'll be like I think for like a big movie they'll do it like about the coronavirus in total but I feel like they can definitely do like small things about like when I was in quarantine like 
Or like they could do like a, a teen movie where they're like surviving quarantine X, you know? Do you think that I could see that happening with like and if a new show were to come out, but do you think that existing shows like do you th- like Grey's Anatomy? Is Grey's Anatomy gonna say that coronavirus happened? I really don't know. I mean, I don't watch Grey's Anatomy, so I don't really know how that show works, but they well, it's, it's like I said with that other show that my parents watch, like they could do a pandemic episode. But I Grey's don't think Anatomy they- is a doctor show, obviously. Grey's Anatomy is also a show that prides itself on being very topical and talking about like important issues and stuff like that. But I I don't know. I'm so curious to know how Grey's would cover coronavirus, but I don't know if it's I don't know if I think it's gonna happen because people hear so much about it that I don't think anyone's gonna want to hear about it. Well, especially once, you know, once Grey's Anatomy is able to get back to work and start production again, and then, you know, six months later, by the time the episodes are out, I I think no one's gonna want to hear about coronavirus by that time. Hopefully it'll be over. Hopefully it'll be over. I mean, you know, it's at least over a year from now. It's not, it, I don't think it will ever be over, but I think it will be... Out of the news. Yeah. Um, on kind of the same note, though, what do you think is going to happen about, like, police TV shows right now? Or, like, not right oh, now. Oh, Brooklyn Nine, I've seen that, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Like, yeah. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a lighthearted police show, but that could, to the same... Uh, the same note, you could say that it romanticizes police officers. So I think that police shows are on the way out. You think they're just gonna like disappear soon? I mean, the Brooklyn Nine Nine is the only one I can think of. What other police shows are there? I watch um, Blue Bloods with my parents. I love that show. How many seasons in is that show? A lot. It's. Like, I thought it was gonna end a while ago, but it keeps going. I think is it was it like six or seven, or is it twelve or thirteen? I think it's like six or seven. I'd say it's near the end. Well, actually, what what um what network is it? Because if it's like has an older audience, maybe not. But like Brooklyn Nine Nine, which is geared towards younger people, I don't think that's gonna last much longer. Oh, just kidding. Now, like season ten. Mm-hmm. Who's the like target audience? And like what what network is it on? It's on CBS. I mean, I don't know. I'm not familiar with that show at all. Um, but I feel like overall doctor, or not doctor shows, um, police shows are not, definitely not going to do well in the next season, you know? Yeah. I'm just trying to think about, like, is the impact, like, I think the impact is large enough that it could completely change the perspective of, like, cop TV shows, but I don't think it will cancel them. I don't know. I, I think, think it just gives is gonna drop. Yeah, I think it gives like companies a chance to reevaluate the situation. I if know. I was an actor on a on a cop show right now, I'd be concerned. I know the entire cast of Brooklyn Nine Nine donated like large sums of money. Right, right. It's it's nothing about the cast. They're great people, but it's a show that it could be argued that it's a show that romanticizes police 
yeah and glorifies them and that's people don't want to see that right now no for sure i'm curious to see what's gonna happen i think whatever happens it will be interesting it will definitely be interesting do you think they'll reference like the protests and police brutality and everything that's happening right now in those shows or no no especially brooklyn 99 what is but it's like a really diverse cop show like on the show it's not just white people being cops and they're not like token different they're not tokenizing different like racial or ethnic or sexual backgrounds in like the show so i'm not right but they might if the show stays on i think they might try to send a message to the public of their 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 disapproval of police brutality by having this really nice exchange between uh, or actually that could be contradictory and I, I really don't know i was gonna say they could have a really nice exchange between a white policeman and an african-american civilian to show like peace in the future and like what could be but i don't know if people would then say that that could possibly be um i don't like idealizing like ignoring the greater problem like almost kendall jenner um pepsi vibes you know yeah Um, so it's a really fine line i'm very curious i think it'll be interesting i also really enjoyed twitter going after kendall jenner like for the last couple of weeks being like so where's that pepsi now kendall (laughs) (laughs) I saw Kendall Jenner uh, responded to a tweet because this person uh, concocted an image of Kendall Jenner holding up a Black Lives Matter sign. Oh, yeah. And it was photoshopped. And so it's Kendall Jenner and her arms are up and she's holding the sign. But then you see in her shadow that she's not holding a sign. And so people thought that she posted it, like a fake photo. And then she responded to the picture on Twitter and said, I didn't make this. I don't know who made this. This is not mine. So she's making sure that everyone knows I'm a good person. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't want another Pepsi commercial. Yeah, that was the literal stupidest thing that Kendall Jenner ever could have done, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but going off of the idea of Brooklyn Nine-Nine being able, how TV is able to tokenize these individuals to make the situation look better than it necessarily is. I feel like you could see that happening now with The Bachelor because they just announced that they're going to have the first African-American man as The Bachelor. So what are your thoughts on that? As a, I'm not going to say that I'm a Bachelor watcher because I- You are. I have only watched a total of three seasons of The Bachelor in its entire time being on TV. Well, I watched Ben's season. Of those three seasons. Yes. I watched Ben's season. I watched the majority of Hannah's season as Bachelorette. I hate her, by the way. Um, <laughs> and I watched all of Peter's season. And um, I don't know. I don't think I know enough about, like, Bachelor culture to, like, truly be, like, mad at the network for doing what they did but um I think it's really gross of them to use the situation that the world is in and 
I think it's just gross in general to use the situation that the world is in to be like, haha, remember how I only casted white people or how I only did things a certain way because that was what was acceptable and I could get away with it. And now I'm changing my ways because it makes me look better. Um, it's very performative. It's very gross. And I really um, not happy that they did that. that. That totally makes sense, but I just want to say to that, that the, the new Bachelor, Matt, obviously he's been in talks with the Bachelor for several months before this was announced, so could this just be a coincidence? I think it could, but also th he was supposed to be on Claire's season, but Claire's season hasn't even been filmed because of COVID. Oh. So, like, they just plucked him out of the season because they were like, we like this guy, so we're going to make him The Bachelor. So, I just... So, is her season happening? I don't know. Is it happening before his season? Wait, I they already... If The Bachelorette, do they usually... Wouldn't they have to, like, have her season before they announce who the next Bachelor is? Yeah. That's usually how it would work, right? That's how it works. And then... Oh, so then maybe that is tokenizing. So, yeah, that's why I think it's 100% tokenizing. Because I really do believe that they have... Like, they usually get people that look the same for their seasons. Like, every time, there's, like, carbon copies of, like, 25 different people. Yeah. Um, and then they have, like... They throw in a sprinkling of diversity for... To check the box. And, yeah. Um, on Hannah's season, there was a guy named Mike who made it pretty far in the competition. And, I mean, I can't speak on behalf of Bachelor Nation, but between my friends and I, he was our favorite. Um, some people like Peter and Tyler more. I like Tyler too, but like, that's a whole other story. Um, I really wanted Mike to be The Bachelor, like, when Peter was announced to be The Bachelor, and I was so mad when they didn't make Mike The Bachelor, um, because they had the perfect opportunity to cast a person of color as The Bachelor right. for the first time, and I think that he's the perfect person, and it might just be because I'm bitter it wasn't Mike last year, but I also just don't think it's fair to this Matt guy that he's being used like this. I, I mean, yeah, obviously he's being used as a token, but I mean, he agreed to it. So I don't think it's not fair to him because he agreed. For sure. But I just, I think the, like the thought process behind it is just really not cute. Yeah, it's, it's not done in a genuine way for sure. But you know, he signed up, he, he gets to be The Bachelor, like, it's one of those things where, yeah, the situation sucks, and it, it should be called out that this was wrong, but he signed up because he gets to be The Bachelor, and at the end of the day, when you're The Bachelor, you're The Bachelor, and then you, you know, I don't watch the show, but you know all the perks you get when you're The Bachelor, so. <laughs> no, I think that being The Bachelor or Bachelorette sounds like a pretty sweet deal, but I know that um, they've only had one black bachelorette too and i didn't watch her season i don't 
remember her name. Um, but I know she spoke out about it too. Like, there's definitely a race problem on the show, and them making a black bachelor. Yeah, well, yeah, if this is only the, this is the first time they're having an African American bachelor, obviously, there's a problem. 100%. Yeah, I just think it's kind of gross. I don't know. Uh, going back to The Bachelor really quickly, I just want to bring up um, something that I noticed or that I found out about the other day. Uh, as I said, I'm not that deep into Bachelor Nation, um, but I uh, there's a past Bachelor. His name is Nick Vial. I don't know if I pronounced his last name correctly, um, but he was he recently went through a breakup, I believe, um, with a woman that he was on, like, on The Bachelor with, yeah. um, and he posted a picture of himself the other day, shirtless, and the comments of that Instagram post were so disgusting, because they were like, you need to eat a hamburger, like, you're too skinny, like, do you have an eating disorder Why? that is given a lot of attention? in the news media yeah i don't think that's spoken about enough at all and i think it's really important to talk about how like it's not just a like it's an everyone problem it's not just a women's problem like women aren't the only people that have eating disorders and it's also really disgusting to assume that someone has an eating disorder when they might not like I think it goes back to the idea of, like, toxic masculinity. Like, guys feel, like, are taught that they need to feel really secure and in charge and powerful. And if you're insecure about your body, then you're not tough enough. You're not man enough. And that's just so stupid. Like, everyone is insecure. Everyone has feelings. And you shouldn't be, like, one one person's insecurity shouldn't be more valid than the other because one's a girl and one's a boy. Exactly, and pointing it, I mean, in general, people shouldn't point out other people's appearances. Yeah, like, when it's unwarranted. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, like, he didn't ask you if you thought he was skinny or if he wasn't, like, he posted a picture of himself because he wanted to, and I understand that people with a lot of influence get a lot of comments from people, but, like, they have feelings. Yeah, people think that you're never going to see it, and so that's, that's where it comes from. But I could never imagine, like, people always say, you know, the people that leave hate comments are people that are so upset with their own lives that they feel the need to take it out on someone on the internet like try to like feel sorry for the haters like imagine hating your life that much that you felt the need to bring someone else that you have no idea who they are on the internet down and i just i i really do i feel sorry for these people like i can't imagine leaving a hate comment under someone's post i can't either it doesn't make any sense to me like it's so mean it's so unnecessary. Yeah, like, just live your life. Who are you to be commenting on someone else's weight? 
or their the, the you don't like their haircut like like why is this relevant to you but now it's become there there there's actual body shaming and then there's sort of reverse body shaming by telling people that they're almost too pretty and guilting people for being pretty like i i find this so bizarre because the new thing is like it like the term um like unreal like unrealistic beauty standards i guess like that's like the everybody that's kylie jenner and all the kardashians like these unrealistic beauty standards that unattainable whatever i don't know all the words <laughs> these people that have had surgery and have done this and then that and they're so beautiful but that's not what they look like naturally and so they're being told they're unattainable and so they're they should be disregarded as pretty because the, their body's not real it's made of silicone and i think it's so interesting i'm gonna use madison beer as an example madison beer is absolutely stunning like she has such a pretty face like i've never seen such a pretty like I, like if she just can't like a bad picture of this girl doesn't exist like she's just perfect from every angle and she all the time gets told on instagram and on tiktok and whatever that she is an unattainable beauty standard and she, little girls shouldn't look up to her because you know, she's got her lips done, she's got this done, whatever, and she has commented back and made lives and whatever, basically defending herself for being pretty. She's like, I didn't get anything done, I just, this is how I look, like, I don't know what you want me to do, do you want me to just wear big, heavy sweaters all the time and cover up my body? It gets so weird, her, like, complaining about being too pretty. Brie sent me a video of one of her lives, and I don't know what it was. Like, I like Madison Beer. I think that she's, like, she's- Madison Beer is from Long Island, and for, and Jewish to, to, on top of that. Actually, side note, Madison Beer is very much Jewish, but never talks about it on social media. She doesn't post anything on Hanukkah, like, not, like, nothing. Everything's, like, as if she celebrates Christmas, but that's- besides the point she's from long island and jewish and oh, jewish in quotation marks and so i like her but anyway continue. <laughs> i like madison beer i think she's i think she's really talented um she's beautiful and she's a really good person like just like in the recent weeks like with everything going on she's been very vocal at the protests her twitter has been popping she's spreading information she's She's been very, like, she's a good person, and, um, so I shouldn't really have a problem with her, like, the world shouldn't really have a problem with her, but, um, Brie sent me one of the videos of her lives, where she's like, I don't understand why everyone hates me because I'm pretty, like, it's not fair, and I just thought it was really gross. And she was talking about in the video how she, like, used to have lip fillers, and then she got them dissolved and stuff, so, like, she doesn't have them anymore, but other than that, she hasn't gotten any work done, so people shouldn't be saying that she's an unrealistic beauty standard, because that's what she looks like. Um, but, like, the words pretty privilege 
<laughs> it's me all it's so stupid I also that when you brought up that live that reminded me she also says in the live that you know I don't look like this all the time like when I post on Instagram like I'm not always wearing makeup I'm not always in a cute outfit but like like so when I dress like that like I'm not I'm not unattainable I'm just I, I made myself look good. I know my angles. And it's just like, it's, she's literally defending being pretty. It's so funny. And yeah, pretty privilege. It's, it's real. But I don't think it's something that needs to be, one, give a name. Yeah. <laughs> two, acknowledged. Like, widely. Yeah, like, you, if you have pretty privilege, you shouldn't talk about the fact that you If you have privilege. pretty privilege, you keep your yes. mouth shut and you take pictures of yourself, and that's it. Yeah, like, don't talk about it. Like, just keep your mouth shut. Like, that's not a good look to have. It's just it's really, a really good look to have, because if you, you're pretty. But it's not a good image for your um, reputation. <laughs> yeah, no, I just think it's frustrating. And I think that she gets a lot crap from the world for being who she is and I think that that's kind of gross but a response like that is just unwarranted really annoying for how many years she's been in the business she's not good at handling hate like she doesn't know how to just turn the other cheek she responds to everything and it just it's never it's never helpful no, I know she, um, she was, like, off TikTok for a while because people kept saying that she is an unattainable standard of beauty and things like that, and then this whole thing happened. Can you imagine being annoyed because people are telling you you're an unattainable level of pretty? <laughs> like, it's just such, it's, it, well, it's, like, a first world problem, but beyond that, it's just, like, I don't even, it's not relatable, like, it's like, feel sorry for me, I'm pretty, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it doesn't make any sense to me. All of the TikTok, well, all of TikTok is so toxic, first of all. Madison Beer, she's one avenue of it, all the, all the girls on TikTok, they're so toxic, but I think, I thought it was funny. Um, the drama that existed for a minute with Addison and Charlie, Addison Ray and Charlie D'Amelio, um, Miss Charlie D'Amelio. loves <laughs> Charlie D'Amelio. Brie wants to be Charlie D'Amelio. I do want to be Charlie D'Amelio. I don't want to be 16 though. I don't miss being 16. So I'll be Charlie when she's like a few years older and like a little bit smarter and just really cool. That's I'll be a, the bigger and better version of Charlie. Because who wants to be 16? I don't want to be 16. But anyway, um, Addison got caught up in some drama because people uncovered um, old, old like comment sections of Addison's TikToks where people would comment like, oh, you're so much better than Charlie. You deserve the hype you did this so much better than Charlie, like, who, like, who's Charlie, ha, 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 and Addison liked all of these comments, and there's, like, screenshots of it, and people thought that Charlie got mad, and, like, Dixie, <laughs> the sister, who is my age, and that makes me sad, but anyway, um, 
like defended her on Twitter and was like, Charlie deserves better. And then Addison made this whole statement on an Instagram comment saying, I didn't even know Charlie back then. Like, obviously I was jealous. Like everyone was jealous of Charlie back then. Like everyone wanted what she was doing. And, but I didn't know her. And like, now I know her and everything's so different. And I think now they've made up. Like now they're all good. Charlie was like, yeah, I don't, I didn't, I didn't know her. Like it's, it's in the past. Like we weren't even friends. We're, we're fine now. And I think that makes sense. Well, I know. Like, I think it would have been petty for Charlie to cut off Addison. I agree. I, um, one second. I know that Dixie and Addison were really close. I don't know if they still are, but I knew they were really close. I saw, sorry to interrupt. I saw that Dixie made a TikTok, um, showing, like, a news, or, like, a Snapchat news thing, saying Dixie and Addison are fighting, and then... Dixie pans the camera over and Addison's right there and she's like hey did you know this was happening so like they're fine now (laughs) yeah they're fine but like I hate that like the people on I hate people on the internet like pitting people against each other like it's so toxic the internet is so toxic yeah everyone's just fishing for drama even where it's not the internet is such a toxic place and you know I feel like it's been a toxic place forever and you know, people talk about oh the way the internet used to be in the good old days like everything everything everybody loved each other everybody was nice to each other nobody was making money whatever but really that's not true because we get these revelations like what recently happened with Crystalia, where these girls came forward or a girl i don't know the entirety of the story saying that basically when they were a minor, like 16, 17, 30-year-old Crystalia was out here grooming them and, like, persistently talking to them on Facebook, like, in their DMs on Facebook, and just how creepy. This is 10 years ago. It's so weird. Why, like, what do you think? It's so gross. I, um, I thought it was kind of funny that, like, it, it was 2011, right? So, yeah. Well, I know the majority of them are from, like, 2010, 2011, but, like, he hit them up on Facebook Messenger. If anybody hit me up on Facebook Messenger today, I would, like, slap them across the face. (laughs) But, yeah, but, like, I've been addicted to reading, like, all of the tweets about him, like, grooming people between the ages of, like, I think it was 15 was the youngest one, and, like, 17, and he's, currently he's 40. This happened 10 years ago about when he was 30 when he was 30 um but he played a pedophile he played a comedian who was a pedophile on the second season of you um so it was kind of like fitting <laughs> didn't age well did not age well at all but like i've also been reading like other tweets of his um he tweeted in 2011 Girls mature earlier than boys, but that's uh, that's because you kind of have to grow up when creepy old dudes are always trying to be inside of you. Oh my god, no way. He's the creepy old dude that's trying to be inside of these young girls. So like- That's so creepy. I hate men. Um, I'm so glad that these people are finally being called out, like, slowly but surely, that, like, it's all 
coming out and hopefully just it stops it from ever happening again like these boys these men need to just be scared out of doing this like if you were planning on being a creep to a girl oh you're scared now that you're gonna get called out and lose your job good like (laughs) i don't support cancel culture because like i think it's i think it's toxic but like at the same time, there are people that need to be canceled. And he's a person that needs to be canceled. This is disgusting. I don't yeah. even know who this guy is outside of you. I know he's a comedian, but I didn't think he was that funny on the show. Like, so I don't know. Um, a bunch of girls have been coming forward about the whole situation. I've been liking tweets, like, all day. I feel like I I know it's not good to go numb to all the news that's coming out every day right now but like I feel like I can only handle so much and like so this whole Crystalia story I just I haven't even been reading it because it's just like there's so much every single day the world is crazy right now Paige <laughs> it's so crazy it's all around the world is insane it's so I mean I know um towards the end of our last episode we started talking a little bit about the world reopening again and I'm still just as freaked out about the world reopening again I don't know once the first time that I'm in like a major social situation again I don't know how I'm gonna feel like I have anxiety thinking about being in like a regular situation (laughs) I'm trying to warm myself up to the idea of like doing things socially distant with my friends but, like, I'm worried about it. I was talking to my friend earlier today. Shout out, Nama, if you're listening, because I know yeah. you, you listen to my, you listen, like, literally when they come out. Hi. Um, but I, her and I, um, we hang out, like, all the time, and I haven't seen her since, I think I saw her literally the day after I came home from spring break, or for spring break, before this whole thing happened. Um, like literally I went home I spent the day at home and then I went to her school like to go hang out with her and my friend Trisha and I that was the last time I saw her and I have been dying to see her and so I'm trying to work up the mental ability to be in an area with her where I can't touch her or hug her or like be close to her and just the idea of that is so scary to me. Yeah, I feel like you're more scared of the, like, mental repercussions of being in that environment and not being able to, like, touch the person. My thing is I'm literally scared that anything I do socially distanced won't be socially distanced enough, and then I'll still get coronavirus, and so I'm the safest place is my house like that's my uh mentality no 100% I think that this is so it's so uncertain and there's like and like everyone just got like bored of it like every like once all of I feel like once all of the Black Lives Matter movement sort of took off a few weeks ago I feel like everyone just sort of said, okay, coronavirus is over, and then just started hanging out shamelessly, because it's like, okay, the, the corona's not on the news anymore, so we can do something, we can move on now. 
I but feel like, like it was all very shameless until things started happening in the world and then people started becoming more careless with like them posting about it and things. Yeah. Like no one just everyone's like, okay, it's over now. Like nothing's changed. Like you got bored. Oh, sorry. Like as far as far as I know, I mean the numbers are going down. Yeah, that's great, but like there's a reason that we're only allowed to eat outside. There's a reason that you still can't go to the mall. Like, I don't want to be in a situation where there's a potential for something to happen that doesn't have to happen. I know in places like Florida and I think Arizona, the numbers have just spiked. Like, Yeah, and in Texas, I think. Yeah, it, because everyone has stopped caring. Um, yeah, I know that... Um, I, um, Cuomo, Governor Cuomo, um, recently did a press conference where he called out Manhattan and the Hamptons for not following proper social distancing, social distancing guidelines and like partying and not wearing masks, like particularly at bars and places like that. And he literally threatened to close everything again. So if that's still happening, why am I going to even go hang out with three people without a mask on? Like, it's, it's nothing's different. The, the thing about it is, like, people are, like, assuring others at all times. Like, people that are taking this seriously. Like, no, I'm just going to hang out with this one person. And it's just us. And it's, like, it's only going to be us, and, like, it's fine. But then they go hang out with another person, and, like, a totally different yeah. person. And they're like, no, don't worry, it's just going to be us. But you've already come in contact with that one person. And that person has come in contact with how many other people, you know? So it's, like, so you can be careful, but it's not careful enough. Right. And I feel like we've had this discussion before, but, like, the whole idea of, I feel like coronavirus is still the most real to either people who have immunocompromised, um, who are immunocompromised, or live with people who are immunocompromised, or people who directly work in healthcare and have had to be in the hospitals with corona and everything. And it's because those people are like directly impacted by the fate of the coronavirus, but people who you know, thankfully everyone in their family is perfectly healthy and they, they have no contact with any sort of hospital or anything like that. They're like, oh, I'm fine. I'm, you know, it's not going to happen. And I'm, I'm not going to say that they're wrong to think that, but they're probably right. They're not going to get sick, but it's so selfish. And it's just, it's really frustrating in that way. I just, I don't understand it, and I don't think I ever will understand it, and that's okay. Um, but I wish people took other people's feelings into consideration before acting the way that they do. I agree. I feel like now we're gonna, like, end all of our episodes with, like, a corona update. <laughs> well, I have something funny really quick. It's oh, okay. corona, but it's funny. Um, okay. I was, I listened to, um, another podcast, um, call, uh, it's a Barstool podcast called Schnitt Talk, and, um, 
I, I don't remember if she liked it or if it was on one of their tweets, um, but the girl who runs the podcast, um, I saw on Twitter something like uh, Governor Cuomo. Everyone has been calling the Cuomo brothers like lots of interesting names. I'm not going to say I'm on here because my parents know what this, but people are in love with them. And so people have been saying that they've developed a kind of Stockholm Syndrome-esque situation um, to Governor Cuomo, where they have fallen like, in love with him. <laughs> like they're in love with him because they see his face every day, like giving oh press so updates. But he is like their captor because he's keeping them inside and everything. I think it's really <laughs> Wait, I love that. That's so good. And I could be completely yeah, I'm gonna about where I it Cuomo every day. <laughs> it's like it, you appreciate feeling like you know where everyone is, you know, all the time. <laughs> like I know where Cuomo's gonna be tomorrow at twelve o'clock. Like <laughs> it's become a quarantine has become such a routine. It really it's like scarily familiar. Yeah. It's just because this is how this is our new normal. I love the Cuomos. <laughs> I'm so, that's the, I, that, I, that made my night. I love that. That's so good. <laughs> I think we should look at long, long live um, Andrew <laughs> Cuomo and Chris Cuomo. <laughs> um, a really quick thing to end it. Um, I did a tier list thing with our friend group. Oh my God. Um, and oh, I put Chris Cuomo on my list. Chris Cuomo on her Paige made Paige on a TikTok of this girl who ranked her friend like she told her friend send me every single man that you think is remotely attractive and I'll rank them from like husband material to I'm never speaking to you again and Chris Cuomo was on my list what rank was he I don't remember I think he was like towards the middle I think he's a cutie but like I don't I don't know <laughs> he's like, the not really do it for me though I think he's cute he's fair <laughs> he's just he's around he's just in there he falls in the middle as a person from new jersey i don't see governor murphy the same way that everyone else sees their governor um well, just, it's different <laughs> <laughs> i respect it all right yeah. okay Paige. thank you for listening this week we will see you again next friday, next friday.